Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. Here you'll learn about how to grow your home building, remodeling, or contracting business. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. This podcast has really turned into a movement and community of people who want to grow personally and professionally. Here we bring you some of the best marketing, sales, and business minds in the industry so you can elevate your business. All right, let's dive into the show. Hey guys, welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is episode 95 with Brandon Patterson. And Brandon is involved with a number of organizations, primarily working on workforce development. You may have seen him on Instagram or through Iowa Skilled Trades, which you've probably seen online. But in this conversation, we dive into things that he's doing in terms of big initiatives to basically market our industry, get more younger kids involved with the trades, with the construction space, and opening up their eyes to other career paths. So he's got some awesome things that they're working on, but also some tactical things that you can be working on, uh, kind of boots on the ground, you know, at your level uh, in terms of apprenticeships and stuff like that, education. So I think you'll get some good insight out of this episode. I know Brandon's really passionate about it and it's super important for the future of our industry. So sit back and relax, enjoy episode 95 with Brandon Patterson. Hey guys, did you know that 72% of client unhappiness is directly attributed to a lack of communication during projects? The team over at BuildBook has solved that problem once and for all with a tool that keeps all the conversations and decisions between you, your team, and your clients in one place. Their simple, powerful app helps you create daily logs, schedule and manage your client tasks, keep track of selections, process change orders, and so much more. I met the BuildBook team in Vegas at IBS earlier this year, where they were chosen as a finalist for the most innovative construction tool of 2020, which is saying a lot considering how many tools are actually out there. If you're looking to remove the stress from your projects, make your clients happier, and increase your profits, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BuildBook to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. There's absolutely no risk to try it. So go ahead and hit pause and text build book to 33777 to take advantage of the trial and score the 45% off. This deal isn't available anywhere else. So I recommend at least trying out the software. All right, let's dive into today's show. Hey, Brandon, glad to have you on the show today. Thanks for having me, Spencer. It's been a long time. Yeah, it's been a little while, you know, um, I think we, we've been talking about doing this recording for, for a few months and, you know, a few things have changed since we last <laughs> talked about it. Um, we're going to dive into some really important topics today and what you're doing within the construction space uh, in terms of workforce development and training the new generation and getting the new generation involved. But maybe let's back up a couple of steps. How did you get involved in the construction industry kind of what's your story sure i grew up in the construction industry and have been in it in some capacity or another whether it be you know sales or whatever through my whole life so my group my parents uh owned and operated a plumbing hvac electrical you know underground excavating company for over 30 years so grew up in that space and then uh, my wife was hired straight out of college to a company called Ferguson, which is nationwide. You've got them out there too. 
and uh, they moved us to Colorado and then Las Vegas. And then I started with them out there in Las Vegas and worked there during the housing boom in both the commercial and residential um, sides of things. And then they moved us to Omaha and then to Des Moines. <laughs> and uh, then I started in uh, real estate, really focusing on uh, new custom homes and things like that coming out of the recession. And then uh, was super passionate, obviously, about the skilled trades. So kind of just rolled right into that, got really involved with our Home Builders Association here and started getting more involved with volunteering and trying to figure out where I fit in. And this is something that really just fit my passion. So they made a job for me and I couldn't say no. And this is how I got to where I am today. Cool. Yeah, that's awesome. And and for those that maybe don't know you, Brandon, Brandon's all over social media and he does a great job of you know, promoting basically the industry, but what is your role today? What are you currently up to? Sure. Yeah. My role today is workforce development. Um, I do workforce development for uh, the Home Builders Association of Des Moines, but then also I'm partially employed by the state of Iowa Home Builders Association too. So I help kind of like coordinate um, whether it be messaging or like our Build My Future events, which is like the hands-on trades days, things like that. Um, across the state with our other locals. Um, and then in Des Moines, obviously, we've got a skilled trades academy that we privately funded, which I'm super involved in and have been involved with for years. So day to day is definitely different as far as the HBA things. I do a lot of the digital marketing and things like that for our uh, shows, home show expo, tour remodel homes, home and remodeling show. And then handle like the, just the day-to-day digital, whether it be, you know, just a post or answering and engaging things like that. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's super cool. And, and I guess I'm curious to learn a little bit more about some of the big initiatives, the things that are on your radar that you're working on right now that are kind of critical to the the future of the industry. And especially when it comes to just workforce development and getting that, that next generation involved. Yeah. So build my future is one that I mentioned that is one of our biggest uh, initiatives. It's all through under our Iowa skilled trades label, which is our, you know, skilled trades uh, building that next generation initiative. Um, That is a hands-on event that we do across the state. And they're also all over the nation. Um, Some might be through the home builders association. Some, if you look at them are done by chambers of commerce. Some are done by, you know, AGC or, you know, your, your master builders or whoever. Um, but really it's about getting the kids involved. So last year was our first event like that. Um, we had over 2,100 kids come. It was great. We had Sean Van Dyke, who, you know, came and spoke to the kids and broke down trade school versus, you know, traditional college route type thing, which was awesome. Um, and then this year was supposed to be April 15th and COVID happened, but we had over 31 or sorry, over 3,000 students already signed up. So we were on our way to over doubling wow. uh, this year. The teachers love it. The kids love it. Um, we also do an adult component to ours here locally in Des Moines to try and engage some of those um, underserved populations and things like that. Really try and make it so there's no barriers. Everybody is welcome. See the trades, touch the trades. Um, kind of just pique their interest. You know, try and like if the if you're homeschooled, bring your parents. Or if you can't make it during the day, come back. You know, because we go into the evening. Bring your parents with you. Just really let everybody see uh, 
what's available to them. Cause that's one of the things that we talk to, even when we talk to the college kids, they're in college already and they still don't fully know everything that's in the building industry. They just think you're a plumber, you're an electrician, you're a welder, whatever. But each one of those has multiple career pathways. So it's just trying to show them all of that. Yeah, it's it's really interesting. As you were kind of talking about that, I was just thinking about my own experience, kind of like going into college and what that looked like. And depending on how you grow up and what you're exposed to, I mean, so many people now, the, the messaging is just go get a degree, then go get an advanced degree, then go get a super advanced degree, just like stay in school forever and don't, you know. <laughs> so I feel like there's just not enough awareness. And so stuff like this event, I bet it's just huge for just generating that initial awareness, like, oh, this is a possibility. Do you find that to be true that just kids don't know that there are these, these options? For sure. I mean, and there's probably people even in our industry that don't even know all of the pathways that are available to them until they start getting into it and get that experience. Um, one of the best things about our industry, I feel like that might be a little bit different, um, is that your field experience is equivalent to degrees in a lot of ways. So sometimes having four years or more uh, in the field and trying out all these different trades or trying out all these different jobs, you know, supervisor, coordinator, or whatever. And then having a four-year degree, you're in a lot of times a better place just having that four years of field experience because you've been on the job, you understand how it works and operates compared to the person who's coming out of school after four to six years. So I think it, it's a little bit different and, you know, it's always fun being a, you know, 22 year old, you've been in the job for four years and the type of money you make compared to your buddy who just got out of college and 22 and is in debt, kind of show them apples, apples. <laughs> like, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if you really want to extrapolate it out, you can take like that four year difference of just your starting point, starting that much further ahead where you can end up if you, you know, just manage that career path is, it's probably, you know, light years apart. We know a lot of people in there, you know, they're, early to, to mid twenties, owning houses, things like that. Just, just crazy. You know, like, you know, a lot of people would love to own a house and in their early to mid twenties. And, and now a lot of people are living in their parents' basement or still in an apartment at, at 30, you know? So yeah, there's definitely some pluses to uh, just coming right out. And, you know, like a lot of those jobs do offer education, you know, they say earn while you're learning, right? So whether it's union or non-union, there's still those apprenticeships out there where you're still going to the job site, but then you're still doing the education side of things. So it's not like you're not learning while you're in the trades. You're, it's lifelong learning. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. So the, you you kind of talked about this. You saw, said it was the Build My Future event. Um, what what else do you guys have going in terms of kind of bigger initiatives? Yep. So Iowa Skilled Trades by itself is a pretty fairly large initiative. It just grows and grows. It seems like, you know, we started off as, uh, you know, here we are, a small group of us help privately fund this skilled trades Academy at central campus in Des Moines to bring in Mike Rowe to town, um, from dirty jobs to try and, you know, like we did this school and I feel like nobody knows about it. How are we going to get more people to know about it? Let's bring Mike Rowe to town. So, you know, that was a huge success to, but we can't, you know, one of the things he told us before he left is like, well, now you got to keep going. You can't stop, you know, because people are going to forget. You got to just keep that consistency. So 
you know, we continue to do things like build my future. Melissa here out of our office does uh, multiple construction camps. One of those is specifically for women. Uh, unfortunately, those are canceled this year, but it's still yeah. one of those things that just always out there touching. We're all at their fundraising. You know, we do the, uh, we, we team up with Breck from Builders of Insta to do the uh, Builders of Insta meetup at uh, the International Builder Show. And that's just an opportunity to get in front of people and talk to some of the people that we consider mentors or professionals that, you know, like we ask questions to that are just a great source of information and maybe doing things that we like to see or we want to do. So we know we do that. We do fundraising really is a, is a big part of what we do, but um, we'll be working on student chapters. We do a lot of collaboration with our department of education here. Um, just gets better and better through the micro event, through the build my futures, creating that partnership. Uh, you know, we're trying to do more of these, especially now uh, kids can't go to the classroom and get there go through shop class like they normally would, right? But if we have work-based learning set up with one of our members through the HBA or one of our Iowa Skilled Trades partners, we're able to get those kids on a job site. So just trying to work through those things. So we do a lot of that too, but it's kind of like nonstop. Yeah, we, it sounds a like a full-time it. job within a full-time job. Yeah. We love, there's a lot of us that are super passionate about, you know, the next generation of the trades and trying to get them out there and it's a lot of fun. Yeah, that's cool. And I like the the sound of the construction camp you mentioned. You said one of those is just for, for women um, or girls that are coming in to, you know, learn about the trades. But I, I guess uh, I'm curious, how are you guys, what are you doing right now to make some of these shifts? You know, you said the camps are canceled. You know, what are some ways that you guys are adapting to get kids still involved or interested? Yeah, I think uh, the, the biggest thing we're doing, like everybody else going virtual like this Zoom call, right? Um, local community college here, NIAC has done a really good job of engaging their kids through Zoom calls and then bringing professionals in. Very so cool. we've been joining their Zoom calls. We actually are bringing in a panel of remodelers in uh, from our local membership to be able to talk to those kids. Each one gets 30 minutes, tell them their story, take Q&A, and then we'll be taking them out to job sites. And then we will be continuing all the way through the summer, possibly into the fall, because we don't know when we're going to see these kids again. We're just planning to put out weekly virtual events where they can join, do Q and A's where they can, uh, we're going to do mock interviews. That's something that Melissa thought of that we thought would be great. It's a way to get them ready because of the work-based learning where they will be doing internships, try and get them some of those soft skills. So just getting out there and trying to hit them however we can. Um, had good success with the Zooms. I don't know. I mean, and that's the community college level. So we'll see how the uh, the high school level takes it. I don't think we'll be able to really bring in too much of that middle school, but we're just going to see how they take it and we'll adjust on the fly. You kind of got to be able to adjust right now. And luckily, I think that we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to try new things and just, you know, make it work. I was talking to somebody else earlier and it was just like when you're in a situation like this, sometimes it just, it forces your hand and you just go, well, we have to figure out a way. So let's just try some things. And it sounds like that's what you guys are doing is just diving in and saying, okay, we could adapt this way or this way and kind of see what the response is and, and how people are, you know, engaging with it. Yeah. And you got to stay, stay okay. relevant for sure. Mm -hmm. Because like I said, we don't know when we're going to see them again and we want to be top of mind 
for those kids, the teachers, the parents, whoever, to come to us with their questions or whatever they need. So we got to just stay in front of them however we can. Yeah. So I want to shift the conversation a little bit. A lot of our listeners are, you know, business owners. They're, you know, own a building company, a remodeling company, contracting company. So you're doing this full time and you're involved with the HBA and some other organizations, but for the the business owner out there, how can, what are some things they can do to contribute to kind of this general like movement that we're all trying to push, which is just getting more people, uh, younger kids interested, involved, you know, whether it's apprenticeships or just education. Have you seen some things that some companies out there are doing that, that you think are pretty impactful? Yeah. I mean, I'd probably pay attention more than I should to a lot of that stuff through social media, but I like nerd out on a lot of that. My Instagram friends are like my best friends. Um, but to me, it's, there's a lot of different things. Not every business is able to do the same amount of things, whether it's time capacity, you know, financially, whatever, but mentorship is a huge thing, right? And that goes to the work-based learning or the internship thing. If you have the ability to take on uh, kids um, for one, you get to train them. So the train the way you want to be, which is one of the things that we hear all the time is that people want to be the ones to train these kids because they don't have to worry about somebody who maybe had been in the industry for five, 10 years, who maybe has some of their own ways of doing things that aren't always the right way, not OSHA approved or whatever, but it allows them to train these kids. Um, once again, earn while you learn, a lot of them will be going through uh, apprenticeships at the same time. And, you know, I think that's one for sure that I, I really, really, really would love more people to do more of the mentorship thing. We're working on it here. It's not as easy as it should be, um, especially in times because of the skill gap where maybe they don't have, like I said, the capacity to take people on and train people because it does take a lot of time and you don't want them to leave. But mm-hmm. I think if you train them right, they probably won't leave anyway. Um, another way you could just, just like you said, education. So like the content that people put out there, um, you see a lot of like Nick Schiffer recently started something where he's sharing and Brad from AFT construction, like they put kind of some of their day-to-day stuff out there on the YouTube now um, that I think is super interesting because it tells the story in this next generation. I feel like it needs to see the pathway from where they start to entrepreneurship or whatever, when they can see it, I feel like it makes more sense to them because they're used to, you know, viewing things on computer or TV or tablets or phones or whatever. But it's amazing what you can do in five years in this industry. So if you can show them that, I think that they'll be more excited about their future here. If you've followed Builder Funnel for even a little bit, you know we're huge believers in the inbound marketing methodology. One of the most important phases is the client delight phase. By delighting customers, you turn them into promoters of your business and your brand. The only way to get people to go out of their way to sing your praises is to wow them throughout the process. This is something the guys over at BillBook are helping you do. Better communication leads to better outcomes. And that means communication at every level. Daily logs, client selections, punch lists, and change orders. Today, that communication gets super fragmented between email, text, and phone calls, and inevitably, things fall through the cracks. With BuildBook, everything funnels through one simple app, keeping everyone on the same page and your clients filled with delight. 
No more digging through texts or random emails looking for client approvals. Just one place to see everything going on with a project. And as a reminder, they're offering a special deal to all Builder Funnel Radio listeners. Hit pause right now and text BUILDBOOK to 33777 for a free trial of the software plus 45% off the first year. All right, let's get back to the show. Uh, It works dual purpose. You know, I think when you're sharing that content through YouTube or, you know, Instagram or whatever it may be, showing videos of the the day-to-day, you're also using that as marketing your own business, people are getting more exposure to you. And so you're, it's really, you know, a win-win and you can look at that budget as really like benefiting you in two ways and that you're helping educate and maybe pull in some people that are, wow, this company's really cool. I'd love to work for them. And they can learn about the career path, but then, you know, prospective customers are seeing that too. And they're going, wow, this is a great local business. They're providing, you know, career paths plus look at the work that they're doing. It's amazing. You know, those types of things is that, something that you see, you know, in terms of the couple examples you kind of listed? Absolutely. I mean, and it's, you know, it's that culture word that, you know, everybody talks about and everybody's kind of got a different point of view about what that really means. But I think it is kind of, if you can stay consistent with those videos and actually provide value to those people who are watching, whether they're a student or a parent or, you know, somebody already in the trades or whatever, I think that, yeah, it shows kind of like that culture and, why your business is, is kind of cool. People think of you as the authority, which is never a bad thing. They're going to come to you with questions and ask you, you know, why you do this? Why do you do that? You know, it's kind of a neat, uh, it's really neat. I mean, this is the best time ever really to spread information, uh, or share information. And, uh, I think that we're lucky to have it. I think it's just more or less about for so long, our industry, was so good at marketing to themselves because mm. you had people making decisions that, Oh, this is, I love this. You know, this is good, but you were marketing people who are already in this industry or people who are already into your, into your uh, company. But now yeah, they're new, they weren't doing a good job of actually connecting to those parents and those educators and those future generations of kids. So we got to like rethink our marketing and how we uh, reach out to those next generations of, of people out there. That's a really good point. Yeah. I mean, just thinking about the industry as a whole and how, like, how are we pitching it, you know, to all these kids that have all these options today with tech and, you know, all right. the, the jobs that are like those industries have marketed it, you know, and they've done it through, you know, big houses and flashy cars and all the, you know, the stuff that you can get if you start a, a company and it gets funded and then, you know, you just sell a bunch of shares and there you go. And, uh, so it, it's interesting to think about it through that lens of like, what's the the pitch uh, of this industry? And, and you're right, you know, we haven't done that um, kind of over the years. It's all been a lot of internal stuff. Well, and the, the marketing too is like, so like just to picture like what's going on right now with coronavirus, look at, and I posted it on our LinkedIn, like the coronavirus commercials are all the same. Super sad music. We're in it with you. Like it's the same thing, right? Yeah. So like, how do you set yourself apart? How do you set your company apart? Why should people come to you? You know, type of thing. Why would they engage with you? And you got to do a better job, be different um, in a good way, you know? So yeah, that, it is funny that we, we were, and you know, like my family was just as bad at it, right? Of marketing to themselves. They weren't out there marketing to that next generation in the way they probably should have been. Um, but we didn't know, I guess. Now we know. 
Yeah. Now we know, you know, but yeah, my, my family, I would say it was similar, you know, they've been in the construction business for 110 years and it was like, well, our family all knows about it, but it's not like we were, you know, doing anything to, to pull new people in or anything like that. So, right. um, yeah, that's a good point. Well, what, what are some things, some other things people can do to maybe like collaborate, you know, you mentioned kind of the, you know, apprenticeship model or, you know, getting involved from education standpoint. Um, but are if somebody's going, well, I don't even, I kind of don't even know where to start. You know, are there organizations, people that they can reach out to or ways you can kind of like, Hey, we're all in this together. How can we combine forces a little bit? For sure. Yeah. I mean, there's plenty of associations and stuff out there, uh, in each community. And I think if you're a pretty good judge on how things work, once you start talking to these people, whether it be a chamber of commerce, whether it be associated general contractors, whether it be master builders, wherever, whoever is your players in your area, I think after you had a few conversations with them, you would be able to say, oh, Home Builders Association, they're engaged, they're doing it right. Or on this, in this community, maybe it's AGC that's doing it right. And if you look, a lot of these um, areas like Build California, or there's one out of uh, uh, Minnesota, there's one out of Georgia, they're actually coalitions of multiple associations together doing things like what we do, which is really what we want to just be a coalition of all of these great associations and unions and non-unions and apprenticeship programs and schools, and just trying to be the one-stop shop of how we connect people and making sure they get put in the right place. So I think if they can find whoever the authority or, you know, the coalition or whoever it is that's putting out, you know, and, and is engaged. Uh, there's a lot of people that talk, um, but that don't actually do anything. But I think they, if you're, like I said, you're a good judge of character, you'll figure out who's serious and who's not. If you reached out to me, if you reach out to somebody like Breck at Builders of Instar, we are hammer. Um, he's probably a pretty good judge of, who's engaged and who's not the modern craftsman, those guys know who's engaged, who's not. So that's what a, going back to, you know, the Instagram thing again, right? Those people are an amazing source of information and they're from all over the nation, sometimes all over the world that can kind of guide you in the right direction. I reach out to people on there all the time. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. Well, and if people want to reach out to you directly, just ask questions or figure out how they can get involved, what's the easiest way or best way to do that? Uh, probably email just uh, Brandon at dsmhba.com. Uh, we have a website, iwaskilledtrades.com or dsmhba.com. I'm all over Instagram and LinkedIn and stuff. Pretty easy to find. There's a picture with me with unicorns in the background. That's when you know it's legit. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the legit profile, not the, not the fake one. <laughs> My glamour shot. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, we'll get all those links in the show notes for you guys too. I would encourage you to yeah, follow what, what Brandon's doing. Uh, definitely follow him on social media and, and don't hesitate to reach out. Um, that's where we originally connected, I think, and, and then eventually met up at the Builder Show. But you can do so much just through through social and connecting with people and finding resources and and then seeing what people are doing, like you said, that are actually taking action and then just follow the lead or just jump in and like we can all make a big difference here. Um, yeah. Brandon, well, any, in some okay. areas might not work in your area or whatever. Like I said, kind of before there's some really good programs out there that amaze me every day. Right. When you think you see it, you've seen it all. 
it's like, oh man, they're, these guys are doing something awesome. I mean, Colorado has two or three really great programs with the mill and the Colorado Springs um, home building Academy and stuff like that, that we've taken pieces from what they do and started to uh, implement that here. I mean, and cause you know, something that we're looking at sustainable funding models for construction programs locally for these schools, because it's one of the things that education just doesn't fund. Right. Mm-hmm. And so how do we fund these without consistently asking our industry to fund them? We're fine with them taking some of the burden at the beginning and like sweat equity, right? Uh, they're putting their, their money and their time into it, which is great. I think our industry should do that, but you can't keep asking them to shoulder that burden forever. So if you can find a way to sustain, sustainably fund these programs, like we go after grants, grants are great too, but eventually those grants are going to be gone. Yeah. So you got to find a way. How do you keep money rolling in? How do you fund these teachers? How do you fund these programs? You know, so something that we're always working on. And uh, like I said, we kind of, a lot of the information that we got is from talking to other programs across the nation, taking bits and pieces of what they did do, make it work for Iowa. So. Yeah, yeah, that's great advice. I mean, no point in reinventing the wheel. People have already been working on this and, have figured out some things that work. So you might as well take those and, and run with them. Um, Brandon, I've got one, one last uh, segment of the show for us, but before we get to that, any, any last thoughts or things on, on this topic that you'd want to let people know or encourage people to take some action on? Yeah. I mean, for our industry specifically, I kind of mentioned it before, like there, there's so many different parts of the trades, right? And I was in real estate for a while and I know you guys do a lot of like new home sales or whatever, you know, like the type of marketing piece and things like that. I consider that part of these trades and part of the home building industry. So don't feel like you can't be involved in something like, you know, Iowa skilled trades or whatever, because you're not a craftsman, you know, like I'm really good at demo and plumbing maybe from the ground up, but I shouldn't touch (laughs) anything else that has detail involved with it. Right. So like everybody's got a different skill set, and maybe yours is marketing and maybe a nonprofit like Iowa skilled trades would need you to do something like that. So I think just getting involved, like we talked about earlier, just finding who um, is is somebody that you want to be involved with as far as the next generation of trades. Maybe it's just a summer camp. Maybe it's just a mentorship. Maybe it's something like that. And then from there, it kind of spurs more of that action too. I think when, what we've seen here is once we started getting more involved in this workforce development thing, it's just exploded. We have more schools reaching out to us than we ever have. We have more people reaching out to us than we ever had. Great relationships with department, great departnerships with, with union. And this is not really a high union area. So like just really trying to create, once again, that coalition and that partnership and community around the skilled trades, I think is super important. Yeah. Yeah. That's good advice. And yeah, just get, get it started. And then you kind of figure out the next step after that. So yeah, we've been making it up as we go for, (laughs) you know, three years, four years now. So, uh, and it's all, you know, some things work and some things don't, and you have roadblocks like uh, COVID or, you know, funding and things like that. We don't, we don't win every grant that we go after. So it's just on to the next one take those no's uh, and just keep on going. Yeah, that's awesome. All right, Brandon. Well, I got one one uh, last set of questions for you. We call it the fast five. 
And so I'm going to hit you with five rapid fire questions and just say whatever comes to mind. Uh, yeah. So the first one is favorite business book and why? Oh, favorite business book. Uh, can I look at my phone? Yeah, go for it. I'm going to break the rules. Got the list. Yeah. <laughs> I, I really like, um, I'm a Seth Godin had a book. He's got some good ones. Yeah. He does have some good ones. Every once in a while, I kind of do a Seth Godin binge and go, you know, oh man, this is two or three. So, <laughs> so I think the Seth Godin one that I really like is, is Tribes. Mm, uh, yes. I think that's good. Um, but I also did Atomic Habits recently. Uh, James Clear. Since, yeah. I mean, yeah. those are both really good books. And obviously, with any book, you just kind of take, I'm really good at taking bits, I can't take it all. I don't believe it all, but some of it applies to my life easier than, than some of the other stuff does, but those are both two good books. Cool. Yeah. Those, those are good ones. All right. Uh, next question is who is the most inspirational person in your life? Ooh, that's a tough one. Uh, I would probably say, you know, just, I think my family in general, like they gave me a great work ethic. It's not just one person. Um, but watching them grow up, just, work and work and gave me that work ethic and watch me fall down and hurt myself and break my arm again and told me to get back up and get out there. <laughs> so I think that they've been super inspirational and, uh, very supportive, you know, having that good family unit around you and all that stuff. And I'm a huge Chiefs fan. So I guess my homes is kind of like my dude, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll edit that part out. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next question is if you could have one superpower, what would that be? Oh, I'm a, oh, it's tough. I want to teleport, but I really like time machine or teleport. That's a, that's a toss up between which one I want more, but teleport sounds great. Nice. Yep. That, uh, I, I'm with you on that one. Teleports, uh, the, my, my power I would choose. So <laughs> good choice. Yeah. All right. Uh, describe yourself in three words. Uh, let me see. Average height, um, energetic, creative. There you go. Cool. Nailed it. All right. Final question is if you could leave our listeners with one piece of advice, what would that be? Yeah, I think it just goes back to, to getting involved, figure out what, what your, and it doesn't even have to be skilled trades and workforce development, you know, like what drives you, what makes you, tick you know you actually like uh what you're doing or you know find that thing that you're super passionate about and whether it starts off as a volunteering thing like mine did and turns into something else you'd be surprised how that happens for a lot of people very cool good advice well brandon thanks so much for joining me today thank you for having me Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to Brandon and I chat about workforce development and marketing our industry on the whole as always, let's talk about takeaways. So a couple of things that stood out to me, one is just from an education standpoint. I feel like this one is a super easy step to get involved is just uh, promoting more educational content about what you do as a business and pushing that out on social media to your email list, spreading the word uh, so that people can start consuming that content and getting more exposure to our industry, our craft, our trades, all the things involved there. And then I think the second takeaway was reach out to an organization or somebody like Brandon who can connect you with somebody or um, toss out some good ideas, but 
getting involved at another level, where, whether that's forming an apprenticeship program or just contributing to what your local area is already doing through an organization, um, but really seeing if you can take that next step to push our industry forward in terms of finding you know, some interest within this younger generation. They have a lot of options today and a lot of options that are being pushed as the quote unquote, the right answer, whether that's you know tech or getting a law degree or a doctorate or an MBA or whatever that may be. And those are great options too. I think it's just about giving people uh, what else is out there, you know, and there are great career paths within the construction space if those other things don't sound good to you or don't sound like as much fun. So I think taking that step is really big. If all of us do that and take that step, then we're going to start to see this thing roll forward a lot faster. So thanks again for listening, guys. Don't forget, would really appreciate you leaving us a review over on iTunes or at the very least, If you got something out of this episode, you learned something, share it with a friend, hit the forward button, share it on social media. We'd really appreciate it. It helps us spread the word and get this out to more people. Thanks again for listening, guys. We'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio. Thanks again for listening, everybody. And as a quick reminder, text radio to 33777 for some free goodies as a thank you for listening to the show. And if you got some value from today's episode, I just ask that you leave us a quick review on iTunes. It really helps us spread the word and grow this awesome community of people who are working to improve their lives and their businesses. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.